Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So it's uh, all for play for still. I think so. Do you want to bet against us? Villains, and welcome to For the Love of Pomegranate Podcast. Hot on the heels of the Burnley review and the Burnley game. We're back to you again. There's barely even 24 hours between the two podcasts. But what other way, what else would we be doing in this current climate? What else would we be doing? I'm joined again by Paddy, and we're going to talk to you guys about the upcoming Southampton game. And unlike the last podcast, which was a 20-minute, 10-minute tirade, this one will actually, when I set the timer going, it will actually be a 10-minute tirade. But before I do set the timer going, Paddy, how are you today, two days after the Burnley game? <laughs> Fine, thanks. It's uh you know, as I said on the, on the review, I'm fine with the Burnley game. It's just one of those things you you, you draw a line under it and move on. Um, yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure uh, the last couple of days have been spent looking at you know where where they could have improved and where they went wrong, and uh, it's, it's it hasn't been eating me up in any me- measure or, or form. It's it just is what it is. We, we lost the game. Um, had a good night's sleep. It was fine. You can get over those defeats. It's yeah. it's when you're robbed. It's when you're robbed, or you just you get spanked. That uh, that I find them hard to take. But look, we'll move on. Absolutely, absolutely. And with that, we will move on. Move on. We will, should I say? And I'm going to start the timer for ten minutes, and we'll be done and dusted in about twelve. So here goes nothing. Start talking about Southampton. Now, I'm going to start off, Paddy. I think that uh, we're playing Southampton at a very very fortuitous time. Uh, when you look at the injury list that this team has, I don't. I wouldn't wish it on. I wouldn't wish it on Birmingham City, to be honest with you. Uh, the amount of players that they have out at the moment, it's. I am I. I might. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well. Yeah. Um, 
but they, they're missing quite a lot of players, you know, like they're missing the Vestergaard who scored against us, uh, Kyle Walker-Peters, who's been having a fantastic season, Oriel Romeo, somebody who just does a job inside there, a very difficult man for, to play against, for us to play against due to that plugging nature, the, the fact that he, he sits in front of that back four and, and sprays the ball around and, and is a big block of a man, uh, missing speed and likes of Michael Obafemi. Musa Gineppo has played against us, I think, the last two games as well. Um, Nathan Tella, Will Smallbone, you know, Salisu, they're missing all these guys. And they are coming off a game where, boy, maybe they hadn't, they didn't have the most coherent performance as a, you know, as a back four unit as we would, as they would probably have liked. So for me, I think this might be a nice, uh, a nice time to play Southampton, albeit that we are playing them away. Um, but yeah, what what's your views on it? Yeah, but... You know, you, you you listed off uh, a lot of injuries there, but you know that this the, the still will be dangerous. You know, um, you know they're, they're struggling up front. Um, Danny Ings will have a few more days to recover. He seemed to have really been affected by both the hamstring injury and the uh, and the COVID that he's apparently uh, suffered as well. So, um. It, it, you don't know what's going to turn up in a couple of days' time, but it, it'll be interesting to see whether he starts. He looked very lethargic, very leggy, um, wasn't doing a, a whole lot of uh, running. So, you know, I think without them, they're they're toothless enough. Shea Adams doesn't doesn't give you anything that of, of the work rate that he does. But then again, you go into midfield. You know, you know we know what Ward Prowse is capable of. Stuart Armstrong's a smashing player, as is Theo Walcott. And uh, then, you know, you're, you're back to seeing, you, I'm, I'm delighted Vestergaard is out because he's a smashing centre half. Uh, watched the game the other night against Arsenal. I thought the keeper was very poor. Um, off the back of having a really good season, you have days like that. So you probably won't see that again. Um, and obviously they were missing Ryan Bertrand, who'll be back the weekend, we would imagine. And uh, yeah. They, sh- they, they should they should be still strong regardless of of um, the injuries that they have. Yeah, look, there's there's a big massive elephant in the room for Southampton here. If Kai Walker Peters isn't back, what the hell are they gonna do with Jack Grealish and Matt Target down that wing? Look, we have like I don't think it's I don't think we're being pompous or we're being a uh, you know overt by saying that we probably we have the best left wing in the league. You know, we like we we've yeah, we've the best absolutely. left side left attacking left side in the league, and and and. You know, even sometimes when I say stuff like that, I go, "Oh Jesus, better think about Liverpool and stuff like that." But the amount of the amount of chances created, the amount of attacks created, the the ability that we've had, and the, and the attacking threat that we hold down our left hand side has been better than anybody else that I've seen in the league this year. Now, if they're going to if they're going to play that the nineteen year old kid from France, Valerie, um, I think it's Jan Valerie, his name is. If he's going to be yeah. right back, and they're going to play somebody like Stuart Armstrong. Nathan Redmond isn't around and even if Nathan Redmond is around he's not particularly like yes he does track back and he's not he's not the worst defensive player in the world but you know he wants to get forward with the ball as much as he can like like that that's that's something that really plays into our hands the fact that they don't have Vestergaard um means that Bednarek needs to play inside center half which he has been doing for for a lot of this season Bednarek needs mm. to play in center half but the luxury for them would be to move Medrack out the right back and maybe put and have Vestergaard in there. But they don't, they don't have that luxury. So I'm really interested to see how this how this team lines out 
uh, at the weekend. Ralph Hasselhutl could end up playing two at the back. He's been known to do something screwballish and for it to work in the past. He doesn't play <laughs> because he doesn't he doesn't play your 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 stereotypical four four two as as his team would line out. He plays like a box midfield. It's like four two two two. Four and then yeah. three lines of two is usually what he plays. And they break from the center. We've spoken about this before. Usually what they do is they pile into midfield and they break from the center and they just they they fan out of diagonals to the to get onto balls on the run, the likes of uh Theo Walcott, the likes of Nathan Redmond uh, and Stuart Armstrong with a fantastic game against us last day. Um they fan out then and they take those balls down the wing or else they, they fan out to the side and leave a big canyon up the middle of the field towards Danny Ings. So he plays, plays a very unorthodox game. Um, mm. Yeah, so it's, it's, look, it's going to be really interesting to see what happens down the right-hand side for them uh, at the weekend. Uh, for us, I think we might see maybe, I think we might see maybe a couple, of, maybe at least one body. I think we might see, we might see Trezeguet back in the team against Southampton. Um, I think not, might. Yep. Not, not the Bertrand Troy has been bad, but I think that squad rotation and horses for courses and, and, and maybe solidifying that, that right-hand side, letting Matty Cash do a small bit more roving up the, up that right-hand side because in the first half against against Burnley, he was brilliant. We might see that. And, and I hope we see Morgan Sanson off the bench. You know, I hope we see him off the bench at some stage, but don't think there's going to be too many changes from that Aston Villa team. Don't think anybody really deserves to be dropped on form. It's really just a case of managing minutes, I think, now to try and get try and get a small bit of uh, energy back in the legs for players. And um, I'd much prefer to have our squad that's going out now than Southampton's injury list, believe me that. Absolutely, yeah. Um, one player we, we didn't uh, mention was our old friend Shane Long. If uh, if uh, Danny Ings doesn't make it, <laughs> he come on and have his usual field day against Aston Villa. Yeah. Um, you see, they're not completely toothless. We we will no. have our work put put out took to put out for us no matter what team they put out. So, um, yeah, I agree with you. I think I think give Trezeguet a run. I, I, he didn't do much to deserve to be left out. In fairness to him, so uh, yeah, get him back in there. I think I think he's more effective playing from the start, um, as is Anwar. But I don't know where Anwar comes back into things as well. So. Um, it's it's a question you know keeping everyone happy, which is no mean feat, and rather Dean than me. Yeah, absolutely. You, you mentioned there an interesting piece on Trezeguet. Trezeguet is better um, playing from the start of games because he isn't. He doesn't have electric pace, and he doesn't have brilliant, like amazing dribbling skills, and he doesn't have a howitzer of a left or right foot. I think players like that do take time to kind of play themselves into games. Yes, he might appear at the back post and stick one in like he did against Leicester and stuff like that. And I know he played the full game there. He has that in his arsenal, absolutely. But I think a player like Trezeguet is very much a case of, right, I'll find my feet in the ground here. I'll make sure I get into the system. I play it and I'll, I'll play myself into confidence because I think he does back himself and believe himself. And we know that from when, when he talks. That's a really interesting point, Paddy. And for me, um, that's where I always come to with the change of place, pace players to come off the bench. The likes of Anwar Al-Ghazi is probably a better change of pace player at times than, than Trezeguet because he has mm-hmm. a, a, a wild shot, yes, but he has a shot in him. And and we know that Bertrand Trory just comes on and does the ridiculous from time to time. And I don't think it takes yeah. him time to heat up at all. I think he just, when the ball comes, he just sees colours all over the place. And he's got this, this amazingly creative mindset uh, when the ball is is coming his way about what he's going to do. It's a really, really interesting point, Paddy. And and 
uh, yeah, it's something that I didn't think of there at all. Um, just a couple of Look, stats. We, oh, sorry, go on. Yeah, uh, no, we've we've got players there now to mix it up a bit. You know, if if it was a case that Watkins or Barkley or Jack or anybody needed to come off for a rest or that we were so far ahead, we we can mix up that part of the pitch very easily by even putting Barkley up front and giving Watkins a break or bringing Bertie on for Watkins or whatever the case may be, um, just just to see a game out and, and, and you know, <laughs> give the legs a rest. Yeah. Because that, that, that's what worried me about the game the other night, that the subs were late. Uh, it was the only little bit of criticism I had. I felt we were leggy a lot before it. So, you know, we're not we're not getting any downtime at the moment to, to recover. Um, but, you know, on, on, on the show, one of the first half the other night, there's obviously a lot yeah. there. But the second half... Um, you know, we we did slow down an awful lot, and our our, our breaking uh, usual breakneck speed when we break a pace wasn't there. So yeah. Yeah. it'll be interesting. But I I, I would have made the subs a bit earlier. So for that reason, I, I wouldn't mind seeing Trezeguet in there at, at Bertie's expense and, and let him come off the bench and see what yeah. we can do, just to freshen it up a little bit and just a, an element of surprise. Absolutely. couple of statistics there. There's 18 seconds left in the clock. James Ward-Prowse scored three goals, I think, against us in the last fixture that we played. He's only scored one goal since. He's got four goals on the year. Aston Villa come into this game with the fourth-best defensive record and the joint fifth-best attacking record in the division. And they will hope to beat Southampton for the first time in their last four matches at St. Mary's. And, oh, you can't. There goes the timer. Just got it in there. We never even got predictions in, Paddy. Um, we never got predictions. I'm beginning to like having to race the timer, to be honest with you. I'm beginning to have to like it. And I, do you know what? Say the collective sigh of agreement in every single one of the listeners' voices, I can nearly hear it from here. They're going, yeah, 10 minutes is enough to be listening to that bollocks. Anyway, I think that's what most people are saying. Well, I did, I did have one message telling me that it, what, we've gone from being too long to being not long enough. <laughs> <laughs> well, some people are going on a morning walk and they're not getting we're finished before their walk is is over rather than listening to them <laughs> after their walk to finish yeah. it off yeah it's uh well this isn't i i, I while well, i do like it you know i do reserve the right to as i said i'm an aston villa fan i do reserve the right to change my mind at any given time and as we know with the bar leave review i changed my mind mid-time where i said we're not going to get this done in 10 minutes I go, I do what I want. I do what I want. And that's yeah. the cause. But uh, <laughs> uh, actually, Paddy, do you know what? Let's, let's uh, give me a prediction. What do you think happens in St. Mary's score-wise at the weekend? I was actually hoping he wouldn't ask. <laughs> <laughs> I was kind of glad he didn't get it. Um, I'm going to go with a 2-0 win. I just I, think we're going to have. I, I think we're going to have a bit of a backlash. Uh, I think we'll go two 0 up and we'll we'll uh, we'll contain them. Now that's coming from me, who uh, who got it right last week against uh, Newcastle, but uh, I, I got it badly wrong on Wednesday when I said there wouldn't be many goals and we ended up with five. You know, yeah. The, yeah. the Premier League has just done mad things this season, so you know that's just what I anticipate is a two 0 win. Who knows what could happen? Yeah, um, yeah. I, I think I think three one or two one. I, I that's what I'm going for. I think we we've learned how to score goals. I think teams need to score more than one goal to get to to get rid of us now, which is a great complaint to have. Um, and uh, long may I continue. I think we score two goals. I think we win two one, 
And uh, as I say, I'd be really, really, really looking out to see what that right-hand side is for, or what the, the, the tactical setup even on that right-hand side is for Southampton, because it really is going to be the, the, the key for Aston Villa if Kyle Walker-Peters is out, because, you know, as we mentioned, Jack Grealish on the, on the, on the copy of World Football at the moment, you know, he's, uh, he's, he, he's I, I think there's a future in the game for him, put it that way. I think there's a future in the game for him. Um, so thanks everyone again for listening. Really appreciate it. Paddy's on at Villa Paddy on Twitter. I'm on at Love McGrath on Twitter. Um, hats are still for sale if anybody wants one. Um, yes, you are right. I was bored off my tree and put together a ton of gifs or gifs or whatever they're called. Uh, yeah, surprisingly <laughs> easy to make. No, surprisingly difficult to make very well because I didn't actually make them very well, but I made some anyway. So it's all it's 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 all part of the game, you know. <laughs> Um, I'm trying to drag myself into this technological age, uh, inch by inch. But uh, yeah, if you look at our, if you look at our, um, if you look at the podcast, uh, Twitter on at Love McGrath Pod, you'll see that the pinned post there has a has a very beautiful gif or gif or whatever it's called. That if I do say so myself, that will give you any details with regards to our wonderful hats, our wonderful bobble hats that uh, we've just gotten a new delivery for. If anybody's interested in one, give me a shout and we'll get you sorted out. But thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, Here's to a good game against Southampton. And I suppose all that's left to say is up the villa. Up the villa. Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.